Hello and welcome everybody to the Biathlon Podcast. I'm your host Will Prof. It's Thursday, November 26th, and that's right, we are just a couple of days away from the start of the 2020-2021 World Cup Biathlon season. Today we're going to take a look forward to the first of our two weekends in Conti Alati before predicting who's in line for the wins and maybe taking a quick look at who's going to get their hands on those sweet, sweet crystal globes next March. As always, send any questions for the show to thebiathlonpodcast at gmail.com. Today we're going to start off looking at the men's races, and later on today we should have a podcast up looking forward to the women's races. Now let's get to it. So it's finally here, our first taste of biathlon in over eight months, and we're picking up right where we left off, in Finland. And the tough, tough range in Contialati. We've got four races coming up this weekend, starting on Saturday with the men's 20k individual in the morning. Uh, women's individual will follow that up in the afternoon. Then on Sunday, it's over to the sprints. We're looking at temperatures, I think, of around minus 2 or 28 Fahrenheit. So should be good uh, skiing conditions, although hoping for some good wind on the range so we can see some uh, really wild shooting scores there. Right, well, I can't wait to dig into the women's races, because I think that's where that's where the challenges are going to come. That field's as open and crazy as, as ever right now. Uh, the first race is the gents, though, so we're going to start there. However, just before that, just a couple of bits of news. Looks like we're not going to be seeing two of the Italian men's team this weekend. Both Dominic Windisch and Thomas Bormelini look like they are out, I think, Covid-related, so something we're going to have to deal with this season. Not good news, obviously, um, for the Italian team and for and for all of the fans. It feels weird coming into a season without Martin Fourcard, obviously, but that's uh, that's where we find ourselves. And uh, and now more than ever, I think we're going to see a real show of dominance from Johannes Tingersbo. I'm going to completely spoil my. Uh, crystal glow predictions at the end here but I think we're we're well on the way to a clean sweep from Johannes this year I mean we're looking at what could be the greatest of all time here when when all said and done he's 27 prime of his career and I think we're gonna see it this year it's not to say that this is a foregone conclusion though he's had a summer of potentially sleepless nights with a new baby although Given the form on the uh, comeback last year after the birth, I think might be clutching at straws on, on that front. Um, one other story we should keep an eye on, I think, is the ongoing uh, debate around the wax on the skis. Uh, there's an FIS ban on uh, on fluorised wax. It's something that, if I'm honest, all goes a little bit over my head. So until we see the results of it, uh, it will... We'll have to sort of wait and see. Um, but from what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, it looks like this could affect the Norwegian team more than uh, more than others. So it's going to be at least interesting to keep track of as the as the season goes on, as we see more races. Um, of course, last year, the first race in Ossesund, we saw the French team absolutely dominate based on what seemed like the uh, the wax then. So, so it may, may be no different this year. I think the uh, more interesting news on the Johannes front could be the sort of off-season form we've seen over the last couple of weeks. 
I'm not sure we can read too much into this, but there have been some rough shooting performances from him. Uh, he missed four targets uh, before finishing just below a minute behind uh, Erlen Biontegaard in a, in a race earlier this month. He missed four again in another race, but I think the big story there is the fact that he only finished 12 seconds behind, uh, I think it was Shawstad Christian with the win, and I think his brother as well, uh, in a mass start-up there in Norway. So if that ski speed's anything to go by, I think that Johannes is primed to win a hell of a lot of races this year. I think we could be well in line for uh, a double win this weekend to start things off. Now focusing on this weekend, and without wanting to take up too much of your time, let's take a look at the biggest challenges, a couple of dark horses in the individual race, and then of course the sprint. First up though, we'll look at that individual race on Saturday morning. And I think um, really a best guide of form we have at the moment, it's an odd season of course, but if we take a look at last year's world champs, uh, we had a lot of misses back there in Anholtz. Um, I think based on that and based on the, the odd preparation for this year, strange off-season everyone's going to have, I think two of the uh, two of the sort of old war horses might really come to the fore in this one. And I'm picking uh, Jakob Fack and Dominic Landertinger to be those two. Um, of course, uh, Lanatinger got the bronze back then in Andholz. Fak, who's got a uh, silver medal from the last Olympics. Both big race performers. And I think, with all respect to, to them, as a man of similar years, best skiing days are probably behind them. But they, uh, they're they getting getting towards their mid-30s now. They're both going to have, hopefully, two sort of cool heads for the big occasion, first race of the season. Odd this an individual. And I think, with everything going on, we might be in for not very many athletes going clear. Conti Lati's a tough range, obviously. And I think that uh, with only a couple of athletes going clear, Fak or Landertinger, or both, um, could be to, could be in line to do the business here. Um, as I say, that, that sort of big race pedigree they've got might might be might count here. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of young guns up and coming. But I'm picking uh, I'm picking those two up. I mean actually you can throw Tyre Bow in there as well. He had a, a trio of sixth-place finishes in the uh, individual races last year. He's always a good shout for a podium, whichever whichever race we're looking at. So uh, I think look for one or more of those those two or three, bring in Tyre as well, uh, to be in with a good shout for a podium. However, the biggest rival, and not just for this weekend, but for the entire season to come, it's got to be Conton Fiormaier. Uh, the Frenchman was lethal on the skis last year. He was keeping up all faster than Johannes in a couple of races. And there were points where he really seemed like the only challenger to Johannes on, on ski speed alone. Four cards, obviously, at home now. And I think that really puts Fiormaier as the as the head of that French team. Um, so they'll be looking to him for a strong start on Saturday. He had a seventh in the sprint last year back in Finland. Uh, he worked that up to a second in the pursuit. So... I expect to see him up there, not just on Saturday, but but for the season to come. And I think he's really got to be the favourite to be Johannes's main challenger there. Um, my prediction for the top three in that individual, I think we're going to see the start of the battle. I think it's going to be Johannes first, Fiume second. And of those three I mentioned there, I'm going to go for Jakob Fack to get that final place on the podium. Moving uh, swiftly onto Sunday's sprint race, I think we've got a lot more scope here for uh, for some shocks. Um, if we see a poor poor shooting day from Johannes, there's less time for him to make it up on the on the tracks, of course. 
And I mean, I'm I'm going to be edgy here, and I'm still predicting uh, a bow win. Uh, but I think I think we've got a lot more potential to see uh, see some other names on top of the uh, on top of the podium there. And first two picks here, sort of in in contrast to the individual picking two young, relatively young, relatively young guns. And I think even though Fiumei is the favourite, I think we have a lot of scope for these two to be the real challengers this season. And hopefully, another another classic Norwegian French rivalry for years to come. Um, and that's of course uh, Emilian Jacqueline and Johannes Dale. I say Dale. I think in reality this might be. Then we might still be a year away from seeing Dale really challenging at the top week in week out. Uh, but we could see a sort of similar breakthrough to what uh, Jacqueline showed us last year. Of course, going on to win those golds at at the World Champs in Anholtz. Um, Contiolati though. Just looking, it wasn't exactly a happy hunting ground for Dale last year. Five missed shots in the sprint saw him down down in 86th. Uh, the ski speed is there, though. I think that's undeniable. Over the summer, hopefully he's managed to get that standing shoot under uh, under a bit more control. So there's a, I think there's a good chance he could be a regular on the podium this year. He's he's only managed it in the relay so far, I think. Um, but I think a win a win's on the cards here for Dale. Um, if he can keep, as I say, that, that standing shoot. We saw a few meltdowns, I think I remember a couple in the relays, and of course that uh, that last Contiolati performance. Um, not great. So it might, might not be one for this weekend, might be one for the uh, the weekends to come. Uh, but on the other hand there, other, other name I mentioned, uh, Jacqueline, we've already seen the evidence there. Um, you don't get, I don't think you get much more of a coming out party than uh, out sprinting Johannes uh, to that World Champs gold last year. Um, as I say, the logical challenge is gonna be uh, Fiumei, but after this weekend, we might be seeing Jacqueline as the as the real pretender to the throne. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I think we could see him in for a win in the sprint this weekend uh, if we if we see some misses from uh, from Johannes, of course. And that just leaves uh, leaves my last pick for the sprint race, Sunday sprint race, and um, Probably time to get your rotten fruit ready, because it's everyone's favourite panto villain, Alexander Loganov. And love him or hate him, and um, uh, I'm not sure there's going to be too many uh, too many lovers left for Loganov out there. But he skis fast, he shoots fast. More often than not, that's going to equal top five, top three finishes. He's the reigning sprint champion of the world, so I don't think you can really count him out for any of the sprint races this year. Since Rupolding last year, he's only been outside of the top 20 once. And that, of course, came after those uh, infamous raids on his hotel room early in the morning uh, at, at the World Champs. Saw him leave, of course, uh, early. And I think that's probably still on his mind. A lot's going to depend on that mindset. Is he going to be coming out? Is he going to be skiing angry? Is he going to be wanting to uh, to prove to everyone uh, that he deserves to be in the field, put that doping ban behind him? Um, or is or is it going to have affected him? Is, have we seen the best of Loganov now? Was that world champ sort of the high watermark? Um, but he, either way, I think he is going to be one to watch, especially in that sprint race and and in the individual as well. He's um, he's he's going to be there, I I, I think. Um, so that's the sprint race. Uh, those are my my ones to watch there. So it just leaves the the overall prediction for the for the sprint, and I think. You know what? Let's just go for it and say let's say Jacqueline for the win. Uh, I think we could see we could see Johannes throwing a couple wide. It's gonna be rusty first race of the season, so let's go Jacqueline for the win. 
maybe logging off for second and Johannes maybe maybe skiing skiing himself back into third after a poor poor shoot. And that just leaves the prediction for the Crystal Globes. I think it's uh, it's going to be a much more interesting lesson on the on the women's side because it's not going to not really going to shock everyone. I spoiled it for you earlier anyway, but I think we're going to see a clean sweep this year. I think this is going to be a dominant year for Johannes Dinkersbow. He, I mean, he set records before, but I, th- I think he's on his way to possibly the most wins ever. He's a long way to go, obviously, to reach uh, to reach those top two. But I think this year we're going to be seeing wins upon wins upon wins, and it's going to be a clean sweep of the globes for Johannes. Saying that, I think that we could see a challenge from Jacqueline on at least a couple of them. Obviously, he's the reigning pursuit champ, and he's going to want to defend that or build on that at least this year. Um, and that does it for today. Look out for the women's preview later on. And, and thank you very much for listening to the Biathlon podcast. If you know anyone else who might enjoy this, then please, please let them know. Let them know we're here. And I'll leave it there for today. Thank you very much, and I'll see you later on today for the women's preview.